Hello, and welcome to On Air with Air Cargo World. I'm Air Cargo World editor Karen Livingston, and I'll be your host today. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Alexandra Kleinschmidt, Vice President, Customs and Trade Services at Creighton Worldwide Logistics, about changing customs requirements and trends in global trade. Alex recently joined Crane Worldwide's Houston team to lead the Customs Brokerage and Trade Advisory Team and has a background covering customs brokerage, compliance, ocean product, and sales. Hello, Alex, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Uh, To to begin our discussion today, uh, can you tell us a bit about how Crane Worldwide's trade consulting and customs brokerage teams work with Crane's clients? So Crane has two different arms here, and two very good arms, might might I add, but (laughs) our customs brokerage uh, operations team and our trade advisory service team, um, they're split into separate groups. So the brokerage team is involved in the actual clearance of freight into the U.S., while our trade services team is over the consulting and trade management work that we do for both imports and exports. So the beauty of this is that we can offer clients really a one-stop shop for our services. So as an example, let's say you need duty drawback done on, you know, some entries that you cleared a couple years ago because you can go back five years. Boom, done. You know, our trade management team has access to the information that our brokerage team does in order to make the process more seamless. So they don't have to go to an outside broker. So as far as how we work with clients, uh, we strive to really create that synergy between ourselves and our customers. And we do that in order to build, you know, those long-lasting relationships because that's really what Crane is all about, um, creating those special relationships with our customers. The trade world really is constantly changing, and uh, honestly, we need to be prepared to address these changes, and really, and it's in a moment's notice. So our approach to customs and trade not only really focuses on our responsibility to act with a sense of urgency and attention to detail, but to also serve as our client's advocate in really seeking these opportunities within the regulatory framework. And at the same time, obviously, you know, improving uh, customers' trade compliance. Um, But really having both trade consulting and brokerage um, enables us to really meet the needs of our clients and ensure that they're up to date with shifting requirements during the life cycle of a customs entry and also you know, looking for those available mitigations, changes, and recoveries that really come after that, because honestly, you know, we all want our money back. I mean, uh, <laughs> this, this trade war has really hit um, a lot of importers pretty hard, and, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of the brunt of it, because to face it, it keeps increasing. Yes, uh, you mentioned uh, the changing customs requirements. Uh, what are some of the challenges that shippers are facing related to those, and uh When might technology solutions or uh, foreign trade zones make sense in overcoming those? I think the biggest challenge is the speed. It's really the speed in which customs requirements are changing. Staying on top of what needs to happen and when is really the largest challenge importers and exporters are facing. So in this day and age, and you can see it on LinkedIn and the news, you know, in Twitter, (laughs) we really are challenged with information overload from all ends. And it's really, really very difficult to gauge what is real, what's inflated, and really how accurate that information really is. So that's where we come in, Mm -hmm. right? Our job is to analyze that information and ensure we are feeding the concrete facts back to our clients. And as far as technology goes, it's really on top of staying on top of the systems that can support the work and reporting required for trade analysis. So ultimately, um, and I think, you know, I, I was talking to one of our importers about this last week, actually, 
there's still a very human aspect to trade consulting and customs brokerage. So Crane, for example, yes, we use state-of-the-art classification and trade management tools to feed out these facts that I mentioned before, but it's really about the expertise and the experience we have on site as information is really only as good as the analysis behind it. So once we have the nuts and bolts of that specific data, we can tell you as consultants how to best automate it in order to make trade management more efficient. So if you really want to go into how we can help our importers and exports mitigate these changing customs requirements, you really there are several solutions, and which is what we've done in the past is a system with foreign trade zone management, bonded warehousing, duty drawback, global trade management assessments, import assessments, export assessments, and more. And that's when they really understand what the next step would be. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that customs requirements are always changing, but 2019 has been um, probably a more difficult year than usual for global trade uh, for several reasons especially with the uh, U.S.-China trade war and uncertainty over Brexit. Uh, How should shippers think about mitigating some of those difficulties? So it really has been a difficult year. I think uh, we saw the beginning of it in 2018, and now we're really seeing the full blow of it. Um, I don't think we're even there yet. I think 2020 is really going to answer some heavy questions that have been posed with us, especially with Brexit, right? So... Mm -hmm. You know, the U.S. has really been hit heavily with barriers to trade. Um, In my experience, we've helped shippers mitigate these difficulties in several forms, ranging from a complete assessment of where their goods are originating in order to change manufacturing countries. So if you really look at it, the three countries that have really benefited from this quote-unquote trade war have been Vietnam, Cambodia, and Indonesia. However, this really isn't sustainable long-term because due to their infrastructures, they can't change overnight. So it has worked for certain commodities imported from from China, such as, say, furniture or apparel, but a complete change of country of origin manufacture is not a viable option for all importers. So for those importers where that's not viable, we've used foreign trade zones to hold their inventory for those who can hold it, of course, um, as well as the use of bonded warehouses. Um, I think the best way to mitigate difficulties is really to seek the assistance of uh, knowledgeable trade professionals to assess their supply chain processes. So like us, right, we have our trade consulting team, so that really is our job. Um, In regards to a situation like Brexit, a great example, um, and one that I actually used the other day, was safeguarding, you know, a client's trade activities by ensuring your customs brokers in the UK are not using sub-providers to clear freight. Um, This does happen actively. Um, We still don't know 100% what Brexit is going to do to the trade environment, so importers in the U.K. should ensure that they're using reputable and compliant companies that are are really ready for these future changes. Yes, and uh, it seems like these changes are causing a mix of long-term and uh, short-term concerns. Uh, So considering the longer-term outlooks on global trade, how should shippers think about addressing concerns, you know, on the day-to-day basis while still planning for the future? Well, um, I would say start becoming familiar with your trade activities if you haven't already. Um, You know, really, in order to plan for the future, companies really need to know what they're engaged in. And you'd be surprised at how many importers really don't know. Um, So as an example, one thing that we always offer is a full analysis of the last five years of import activity. So since the Freedom of Information Act was passed, an importer can actually request, and we can do it for them, they can request customs to send the last five years of their import data, no matter who the customs broker was, where it was entered, what material it was, what taxes were paid, 
so forth. Um, what we do tell the importer is where the opportunities lie for immediate cost savings and duty minimization. So with this, we can actually help forecast future trade activities for importers, which in turn can help build budgets and plan for potential barriers to trade. So I think that's the best way to plan is just ask the questions that you need to ask and uh, get familiarized with what you're doing. Okay. And before we end our conversation today, uh, do you have any other words of advice for listeners concerned about their international trade strategies? I would say give us a call and we can help you. No. (laughs) Uh, So I think really, I think the best advice is really to seek out the experts. Ask questions. There is no such thing as a stupid question. I always say ask it once, please, at least. Organizations that can understand the power of global trade can really create these strategic advantages. Um, I say look at your trade activities and decide what is the best path forward. So really, and I'm going to give you some examples, um, for, some company, for some companies, really, it's been to diversify their manufacturing operations, and for others, it has been to act post-entry into the U.S. via duty drawback or submitting exclusion requests for Section um, 232 or Section 301. Um, you really never know what a trade advisor might find that can help you in your trade activities. And we really do have some great consultants on site at Crane. Um, one thing that we pride ourselves in is employee retention, um, you know, and you really need to see and check, um, you know, where your consultants have been, what their education is, you know, their experience. Um, one other great thing that I tell, you know, our clients is we have a very diverse group of consultants. We have people that speak Russian. We have people that speak Spanish, Portuguese, um, you know, uh, Gujarati and Hindi. I mean, it's, it's definitely been something that um, has been very beneficial to us. So. I would just tell our listeners, hey, you know, go out there, ask those questions, and find yourself a good a good trade team to help you out. Okay, Alex. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Absolutely. And thank you so much. Yeah. And for those listening to today's podcast, thanks for joining us. And be sure to check out our next podcast for more news on the world of air cargo.